The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Sounds of the Anteater Kingdom on 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. Hello there, my name's Shane Burke, you're listening to Tech Talk here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I hope you're having a good week, I sure am. Um, today our topic is PHP again, and we are really uh, pretty much done with it. Um, we just have a couple more keywords to talk about, and um, uh, some additions to uh, classes here. Um, Let's see. The first thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, these keywords that we need to use in um, all of our... Uh, well, we have the option of using these keywords in our classes. And uh, I'm just going to kind of list them off and then explain what they are. The first one is called public. Uh, the second one is protected. And the other one is private. So we've got three that we want to use, and uh, basically what public means, these are all used bef um, before a, uh, a function or, or a variable um, in a class, just to fill you in a little bit. Um, public basically means that that function or property uh, can be accessed from anywhere within uh, the, the, um, the program that we're writing regardless of whether um, you're actually calling it within a, uh, a, that class. Protected, however, uh, means that it can only be that function or method um, or the um, uh, property, excuse me, can only be used in the class. Um, you can't use it in, in another class. Uh, like you could with a par with a public function, you could use a public function from one class in a totally separate function, and uh, PHP will just know that since that's a public function, that's allowed. However, if you if you declare a certain function as protected, then you can only call that function within the same class that you've declared it, um, or you can do it in a in a parent or inherited class. Um, so if, if you're um, if a class is inheriting a certain parent, then you can also um, because you're basically grabbing all the methods from both and and combining it into one, you can uh, then call the protected function from within the um, extended function. And then um, private. So basically, private can only be accessed in the class that it's written in, um, regardless of of the whether it's inherited or not. Okay, so so that's public, protected, and private. Um, other keywords that you can use include final. Uh, basically, final prevents a method in uh, the parent from being redefined by the child when using extends, um, the extend syntax. So if you have a function, a method in, let's say, the class B, 
or I'll go, I'll say blue, um, then you can't, and you declare it final in the, so you would do final, let's say, uh, protected function, and then uh, blue, and then you d- define that function within the class, or um, the, our function will actually be called uh, red. So uh, you define the function red and give it a, a private, um, I'm sorry, a, pr- a p- protected uh, scope or visibility, and then uh, it it will only be available within the, uh, well, you, you can't alter it in, in the child. So um, when we do the extension and let's say we have a class green, um, we can't redefine the function red um, because we, we've basically extended the green class to have the blue class uh, contained within it, and we can't be uh, redefining it. Um, you can, it can also be used for classes to prevent them from being extended. So uh, pretty self-explanatory. Um, if you define a class final... So you would do final uh, class and then the name of the class and all that. Then um, that would basically prevent someone from extending that class. So this is something that would be great for um, if you're working on a team and you need to um, make sure that code doesn't change accidentally. Maybe some you have a common class name that um, people might want to might be tempted to call their their class, then um, if you declare that class as final, when you declare it, then uh, it no one will be able to use the same uh, function or extend or add properties or methods without going into the original function or class. I'm sorry. Uh, the the last keyword that we've got here is static and. Uh, basically, uh, methods but not properties can be called without. Instantiating the class, so um, you wouldn't have to use the new the new keyword followed by the um, name of the class to um, create an object of the class. You wouldn't have to actually initiate instantiate the class. Instead, you could just call the function um, by its name, like you would normally call a regular function, but it's still a method of the class. So you you could really do it both ways. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, you, one note, though, is you can't use the dollar this in the method. Um, that's basically because you're not um, always instantiating the class. So if you don't have an instantiated class, dollar this is referring to the actual class object. So that that wouldn't really make any sense. Um, and then static properties are only available in class, in a class, not outside of it. So uh, the static, basically the, the definition of static that we've been using for methods is not the same for properties. You can't um, declare a static property or variable and uh, recall that variable from outside the function. Let's see, we've got um, constants. Uh, and basically the way you declare a constant within a class is you use the C-O-N-S-T, const, uh, keyword, and um, followed by the constant name, 
And remember, as we did with the um, regular constants in PHP uh, that are outside the scope of a class, um, but which act, since they're global, you can actually use them within the class, of course, also. Um, you don't always have to use this constant keyword. Um, you're not going to be using a dollar sign before the class, the constant name. Um, so, in other words, you this is basically a constant that will be used within a class and not really outside of it. Um, otherwise, you can just use the regular constant definition where you use the define function of PHP to create that global um, uh, constant that you can use anywhere in your code. So again, if you use the define keyword like we talked about, I think in the first episode of PHP, then um, you don't have any problem. You can still use that constant within your class. It, PHP will know what you're talking about. Okay, now we've got scope resolution operators, which is a fancy way of saying two colons. Uh, it basically allows access to static, constant, and overridden properties or methods. Um, so if you're outside of a class, then um, you can say the, the class name, two colons, and then the method followed by two parentheses, um, or the property name. And basically you're saying go to this go to this class and get me the method or property. And it's very specific. Um, because it, let's say you had a method that is um, being overridden. In, so let's say you have a, a method that is not being declared final in a parent class, and then you're extending it into, a, it, into an inherited class, um, and you redefine the same function, which is totally allowed, because we're not declaring it as final in the parent um, in that case, you uh, you won't be uh, you'll actually be changing the property definition. So if you just called the um, child class, then you'd be calling up and you declared and declared the method with the normal um, hyphen and greater than sign. So basically that little arrow symbol, you'd be declaring the redefined property. Um, when you actually specify the class name, you can define the parent class and say, use this definition of that method, or use this definition of that property. Um, so that's basically, this is a great way to declare, pro uh, to access properties from outside the, the function. Remember, if you um, declare something static, then you can't really do this. But um, uh, this is a great way if you have, for, for some reason, a property, um, to grab it from outside the class. Now from inside the class you use a special word called self, which is pretty self, it makes sense. S-E, well I don't have to spell it, you know how to spell self. <laughs> um, and two colons, and then uh, the method or the property afterwards. Uh, so this is basically, obviously we're inside a class, so we'd be um, saying, in this class, use the method or property that's defined in this class. Um, and obviously the name is defined after the two colons. Or you can use a another special word called parent, which obviously you'd be using in a child class um, that's being extended from a parent. And this is basically referencing the parent that's being extended. And you would be using two colons again and the method or property name. And uh, that would basically be saying, even if you have a 
method defined twice in the parent and the child. Remember, the parent always supersedes the, I'm sorry, the child declaration will always supersede the parent declaration. So in this case, if we use the parent, double colon, and then the name of the method that we want to use, it'll refer to the method that's defined in the parent. So that's a nice way to, um, it's a nice way to have control over what methods are actually called and not um, rewriting methods twice. Um, but it also allows you to have flexibility because when you're extending things, you can also use dollar this, um, the hyphen and greater than sign, and then the method, and that's referring to the redefined method, which would be in the child. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, now we're getting into some, uh, I guess the best way to say it is more uh, abstract <laughs> um, words, and that's actually uh, this, this whole next thing that we're talking about is abstract classes. So these are not too difficult, but I think a little bit less intuitive than um, just, you know, your typical class. Um, basically, an abstract class is a class that has requirements for certain, um, it has required definitions, but you can also define functions or methods in, in it as well and properties. Um, so what do I mean by that? So basically I'm just going to describe the syntax and I think it'll make more sense. So basically use the keyword abstract um, followed by a space, followed by the keyword class, followed by the class name. And then opening and closing curly braces and then inside that you would say abstract um, one of those keywords, public, protected, or private. My example has public written here. And then function and then the function name. So basically we're defining an abstract method or a function um, which has a public visibility on it. Um, and then you would just, after the function name, you would have opening and closing parentheses and anything that would have to go in it, any um, arguments that you have to pass in, and then you'd end that line with a semicolon. So basically what you're doing is you're saying um, this function must be defined later. So when you you actually extend an abstract class, um, and in the in the child class, you actually need to define that function. So it's basically like creating a requirement that this function needs to be defined, but we're not defining it in the abstract class. Um, this is obviously again really useful if you have a big development team. Um, you can kind of create these abstract classes and say, here's requirements that need to be included in the children. Um, all the children need to have these certain functions, but they can vary for the children. They can all have different definitions. Um, so just make sure you define this function in the child. Now, if you don't define it in the child and you're extending this abstract class, then PHP will actually give you an error. You need to do it. So this is great for big teams um, when they're developing programs. Um, and like I said, you can also just define a normal function. So I've got public space function space the function name, and you define that function like you normally would. In this case, we're actually defining the function in the abstract class, and that class will be inherited just like it normally is with a normal extended class um, in the child class. Okay, 
So now I kind of have an example here. Um, uh, so for how you use this. So I've got class and then the name of what I'm calling the concrete class. So that's basically the name I'm giving it. So class space concrete class. That's the name of my child class. Space extends. Um, and then the name of another space and the name of the abstract class. Um, and then after that, of course, space and opening and, curly opening and closing curly braces. Um, so basically what I'm doing is I'm saying um, I'm grabbing the abstract class and I'm going to be inheriting any methods that are defined in the abstract class. So that public function that I defined without the abstract keyword before it. And then also in this class, I have to define all of the abstract functions that I defined in the parent. And then also if I want to, I can add more classes. Um, in that class that I want specific for that class, for that child class. Um, so I, I, let me just check my notes here. And um, it, I also have here that uh, what functions need to be declared in the child or subclass um, must be of the same or more global scope. Uh, so when you actually are, are writing the, the methods in the child class, you need to make sure that, um, like for example, when I, when I use the public definition, I said abstract public function and then the function name, that means when I actually define it in my child class, in the concrete class, as I called it, um, I need to actually give it, I need to say public function. I can't just say, um, I can't say protected function, for example, because that would be a more limited scope than is required by the abstract class. Um, so I'd, I would only have one option in that case. If, for example, I said um, the abstract, abstract method in my abstract class was of visibility, protected, then I could say um, either protected when I define it in my child class, or I could say public um, when I define it in my child class, in which case, of course, I could actually refer to it outside of the class. Um, but I could not say private. I couldn't define it as a private function. So those are just some uh, some things to be aware of as far as the syntax goes. Uh, I believe this is the last class syntax that we need to go over, and it's called an interface. So an interface is basically the same thing as an abstract, except you're not defining any methods within the interface. Um, there, we're basically saying, because um, you'll remember I, I declared a public function on its own. It wasn't an abstract public function. So basically, if I created an instance of the abstract class, I would have been able to have access to that, that function because it was defined there. However, with an interface, um, you're only it's only a skeleton. It's only saying what things you have to include in the child. So you can't actually define functions or declare functions um, inside of an interface. You're basically just saying, these are the things that I need to use. Um, 
Uh, so actually, you don't even have to use like a keyword interface for every declaration. It's just implied. Um, like, because you'll recall when we were defining the abstract function, we actually had to say abstract before we define the function. Well, that's not necessary in an interface because we can't even declare functions. We can't give them uh, a definition. Instead, what we're saying is all of these functions that we have listed here have to be declared in the child, in, in the child that's inheriting the interface. Otherwise, PHP is going to throw an error. We can't define functions inside of an interface. Okay, so basically you would write the keyword interface, uh, a space, the interface name, opening and closing curly braces, and then public function or protected function, private function, uh, the function name, opening and closing parentheses, any arguments you need inside of those opening and closing parentheses, and a semicolon. So with it does require a little bit of foresight because you need, this is the, also the case with an abstracted function, you have to think of what arguments you need to include in the function. Um, but other than that, you don't have to worry about how the function is actually defined because it's a requirement that they're, that they're defined in the um, inheriting child. Uh, I'm just checking my notes. Can declare. Um, also, so I, I basically have a note here that you can declare um, constants. So you can actually uh, say um, constant, uh, and then give it a value inside of a inside of an interface. But you can't actually define a method. Um, and then we've got class. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I have an implementation example. So I, I I have the keyword class followed by the template name. Implements, which is a new keyword. Um, and then the interface name. And also one thing that I wanted to point out, and this is also the case with um, abstracted classes as well. You can, um, or maybe it's not, but you can, uh, at least with interfaces, since I've got this written down, um, you can actually have the template call uh, be implementing multiple interfaces. So I can actually uh, separate all the uh, multiple interface names with commas after the implements keyword. Um, and then after all those, um, uh, what do you call them, uh, <laughs> uh, interface names, then you just follow that with opening and closing curly braces like we did with classes. And you define all the functions that you need inside of there. Um, so yes, again, uh, if you did, if you implemented multiple uh, interfaces into your uh, template class, then you would have to define all of the methods that are declared inside of the uh, inside of the um, parent interfaces. Um, so. That would be all of the interfaces, not just one of them. You'd have to declare all of them. And you'll know if you're doing this wrong because PHP would throw an error. Again, this is a very, very useful thing for um, large pro programming groups where people are trying to uh, kind of uh, stay in the loop and uh, 
a certain, maybe like a, a project director or something is in charge of a certain area and they want to define all of the um, methods that must be defined in every implementation of a certain interface. And then, let's see. Um, it looks like I've got a little note here um, that you can internet, um, excuse me, iterate through object properties with a for each loop. And uh, the dollar key, um, you'll recall that when we do a for each loop, we can say, we can actually use the as keyword and um, define a variable, a shorter variable. Well, one of the things you can also do is say dollar key um, equal sign uh, greater than sign. So you're kind of like creating a, a little arrow. And dollar key is referring to the... Um, as an associative array, it's referring to the actual key value, the associative value. Um, so it's in, with an associative array, it's a string. If, if it's just a normal um, numerically indexed array, then it's a number. Uh, but, and then you would follow that by dollar value. So you've got dollar key, the little arrow with the equal sign and the greater than sign, and then dollar value. And dollar key will be referring to the um, property name. Of, of an object and then dollar value will be actually containing the value. So you can have, if you define multiple properties in a class, then you can uh, create an instance of that class, use a for each loop, and then have access to all of those classes and their um, values outside of the function. Well, it's not outside, within that object. Uh, so that's a, a really neat thing. And then we're almost done, which I'm sure you're pretty happy with. Um, I've just got some functions that you can define inside of your class. And uh, they're, they're pretty neat. So, um, but they've got a, a unique syntax. And they're, they're reserved. So one of them is you can define a function. Uh, so you'd say function space underscore underscore construct opening and closing parentheses and then opening and closing curly braces after that. Um, so basically what, what Construct does is whenever you create an instance, whenever you create an object of the class um, using the new, the new keyword, uh, it's going to automatically run the Construct function. So this is really neat. Um, it's really useful, for example, if you have a class that's handling... Um, something from a database, maybe you're running some sort of queries, well, you have to initially create the connection with the database. Um, and in that class, in that case, it would make a lot of sense to use a construct function where you could pass in any sort of um, variables that you need to, any sort of arguments inside of the parentheses of the construct definition. Um, and whenever you actually create an instantiation of that class, then you, inside of the, key, the uh, parentheses that we have, they're normally open, but when you have a constructed function uh, inside of that class, um, that's actually where you would add arguments for for creating the object. Um, so that's very useful. And then kind of like the, the sister of this would be function um, space underscore underscore destruct, opening and closing parentheses, any arguments you need within there. And then follow that up with opening and closing brackets. Um, 
again, these act just like normal functions. You would have any s sort of code that you need to run inside the opening and clearly braces and any arguments that you need to pass into that um, inside of the parentheses. Um, and this basically runs when the object is destroyed. So um, um, it's pretty self-explanatory. To go along with that database um, example that I was discussing a little bit earlier, if you uh, close the class, then it, you can have a destruct function that will close the database connection. Uh, so I, I think that's a, a good enough explanation. And then finally, we just have two uh, PHP functions. Now, I haven't really discussed very many PHP functions, and I'm not going to um, because we're running out of time and, and we're going on a very long time now, much longer than I hoped, um, just with the basic programming uh, uh, syntax. And um, so, so I just want to do MySQL hopefully next week I can get it over with, or um, the next two weeks, and then we'll be done with all the programming. But there are a lot of um, functions that are defined in PHP natively, so they're, they're actually defined in um, the language that PHP is written in, which I believe is C++. Um, and so they're very fast, and I encourage you to refer to php.net, which is on the website, on our website, uh, a direct link to it, and I've got a link to the actual manual. I basically went through the manual for all of these languages and um, have been picking out important things um, from from those manuals uh, that I want to highlight and and special syntax things that I wanted to highlight. But definitely check that out because there's a lot of very useful functions. There's some things that... Um, can trip you up, especially with regard to internationalization and, um, uh, yeah, particularly with internationalization. And when we start talking about um, databases and, and all of, and we start going into topics for each week, you know, actual uh, tech talk sorts of things that we can talk about then uh, and start having interviews, then those are things that we'll discuss then. Um, but definitely kind of look at the manual and get familiar with some of these functions that are built into PHP. Um, and you declare them the way you do, or you actually call them the way you do a normal function, a regular function, except they're special for PHP. You don't have to define them. They're already defined. Um, so two of the functions that I wanted to highlight are called serialize and unserialized. Uh, serialize, I... I think I ended that with a D. It's just unserialize and serialize. And basically, these are used for saving object properties for use on another page. So this is really cool because you can actually um, open it, instantiate an object, do something with the object, um, maybe run some methods, and if you're defining new properties or something, or you are um, not maybe not defining new properties, but giving properties new values, then every property within that instantiated object and its value will be saved in a binary format, which you don't really have to worry about, but it's that's what Serialize does. It basically um, saves all of the properties and their values, and then um, you can apply, you can save a serialized value into a database 
Um, and then when you need it again on another page, you can pull it out of the database, call unserialize, and then you have um, access to all of those properties. And you can call that method, and um, it's basically like you're starting off from the same place that you left off on that previous page. So that's really powerful, and you don't always have to use it on the same page. It's saved in your database. You can use it whenever you need to. Um, you know, you could use, as long as you're not, like, deleting things, you could use it a year from the first time that you serialize it and save it to your database. So that's really cool. And we haven't talked about how you actually access databases. Um, we're going to talk about that at the very end, because it doesn't make sense, since you don't know SQL, it doesn't make sense to talk about it now. Um, but... That will certainly be coming. Um, so that's actually all of PHP. We, we discussed all of the syntax. Again, we didn't talk about all the functions, um, but you can check those out yourself. They're pretty self-explanatory, and all of the um, uh, definitions for those functions are really well-defined in the PHP manual. Um, so again, check out the link, php.net. I hope you enjoyed listening to our show this week. It's shorter. Um, and uh, happy programming. I hope you're experimenting with all these things. Uh, again, check out the website. We're going to have all kinds of neat features on there. So uh, uh, I hope you join me next week. All right. Uh, without any further ado, we're going to play some music. And then uh, the new Shocker Revival will be on next with R DJ Rye Bread. Mm -hmm. 